back everybody to pop pop the pop culture podcast i am the only nerd joel reeves and with me as always is taylor salen hey yo how's it going everybody and lauren sperling hi friends uh falcon of the winter soldier came out you guys knew we were gonna do it uh we did wandavision now the first two eps are out for falcon and the winter soldier uh but you know there's always some shit we got to talk about before we get to that and before we get to that shit before the other shit <laughs> roll me those sweet smooth jams sailor Wooka wooka. felt like i could have done a better job on that but that's okay no i felt like that was yeah. a fine yeah. that was okay. a fine yeah right. it was solid all right could be worse could be worse you're good you're good right. yeah beautiful i have to respond to a text from the union so lauren what have you been watching <laughs> <laughs> um couple things real fast um so i finally got to watch the man who killed don quixote Ooh, have either of you the, seen it is this a good the gilliam one it is, oh, yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I'm very, very, very familiar with the history of this movie. Though. The lore of it, yeah. yeah. Um, it is, you know, at this point believed to be one of the, like the most cursed productions in Hollywood history. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, took 25 years to get yeah. Have, released yeah. <laughs> after they the original movie. They started filming with uh, Johnny Depp in what is now mm-hmm. the Adam Driver role. And uh, um, John at John Hurt, I believe, was Don Quixote. Yes, yes. Um, and then like there was like a a storm during production that like lost equip their equipment and their footage, like literally mm-hmm. like swept it away. Yeah. Um, all this stuff, and then John Hurt passed away. Johnny Depp dropped out before they could restart production. Um, and then finally he cast uh, Adam Driver. And uh, Jonathan Price? Yeah, I believe Jonathan. Don Quixote? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Jonathan Price. Um, yeah, and he actually, Jonathan Price was supposed to be in the original production as well, in a different role, obviously. Yeah. But since so much time has passed, he was the correct age um, to pick up the role of Don Quixote. So, um, anyway, all that backstory for people who don't know about it to say, uh, it is exactly what you'd expect from a Terry Gilliam film. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a kind of so a fever dream. Weird. Yeah, um, not not. I would say not quite as out there as uh, some of his others, like Doctor Parnassus or anything like that. But it definitely has its moments of surrealness, and um, I thought it was fun because uh, Adam Driver was in kind of a not likable role. Like he was kind of a jerk. Um, which I don't think I've ever really seen him play before, except for like kind of whiny Kylo. But yeah. in Girls, he was kind of a jerk. Uh, I didn't see that. Mm, um, you show, yeah, he he plays a huge old jerk in that show. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of Terry Gilliam, or if you just want to, you know, check out the movie that has gone through so much to be made, um, check it out. It's on Hulu now. Oh, nice. So I watched it. 
Awesome. Um, I definitely need to check this out because I don't know if you've ever heard that that there's a documentary they made about the first time. It's called Lost in La Mancha. Yeah. It's an amazing documentary. If you've never seen it, I would highly, highly Mm. recommend it. Uh, Yeah. And just to clarify, um, it was John Rockfort. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, Lauren. Uh, Is Coyote originally? I think so. And then eventually he tried to get John Hurt in the role, and uh, obviously that ended up not happening because, like you said, he passed away. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the the making of this movie is is insane. So anybody who hasn't seen Lost in La Mancha, I would uh, greatly, highly recommend it. Nice. I uh, I have not seen it yet, but I'm kind of glad I watched the movie first before mm-hmm. seeing yeah. the doc. So I yeah. will definitely try to get my hands on that. Oh, yeah. Um, I also watched all... Two seasons of Miracle Workers. Have either of you watched any of it? I've heard of it. I have not no. seen uh, much it's it. the Daniel Radcliffe, Steve Buscemi um series where I guess it's an anthology series. So the first season Steve Buscemi plays God and <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe and the other characters, um uh Karin Sony as well, uh from Deadpool fame and detective pikachu and whatnot um is in it and so they play uh workers in heaven basically trying to trying to work their miracles um and save the earth because god says he's gonna destroy it um so lots of antics ensue and he's God is really dumb and it's really it's That's pretty great. funny actually it's pretty That's clever um, and then the second se- season is um, set in like medieval times um, and so they all play completely different characters and uh, Steve Buscemi is uh, Eddie Shitshoveler um, because <laughs> yeah. you know oftentimes your last name was your occupation yeah. um, and then like Dan Rockcliffe plays the prince who's kind of a hopeless case um and again more more antics ensue um so yeah i definitely recommend it it's on hbo max um it's you know a fun little sitcom to to toss on when you want to have a little laugh definitely um and then oh and then speaking of wandavision i watched the uh like the making of mm. uh, show that they put up on Disney Plus, and yeah, I watched that too. It was pretty Indeed. good. Yeah, it like it blew my mind even more. I think, I think we talked about it on the cast early on in some of the first um, like trailer footage and sh- and stuff where they showed um, part of the audience for the TV mm-hmm. taping, and I was and I I think I called it out that I was pretty sure even the audience was in period attire Mm -hmm. and so watching the show confirmed that which was pretty cool um and i thought it was pretty shitty that they were like we made them sit in shitty chairs too because i'm like (laughs) yeah it's kind of me man yeah i mean to be honest though most of the seats at tv tapings still in like modern tapings are not very comfortable either unless it's like a talk show taping um because oftentimes they're still just folding chairs but Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought it was really awesome to see how it was done. And like, we have raved, you know, as far as, um, just the ingenuity of the series, um, from a filmmaking standpoint. So just to get even more of the detail of how they, they broke Mm -hmm. those barriers, um, 
was really cool to see. Absolutely. I'm I honestly like the, the making ups on the MCU, especially back in the Paramount days and in, in phase one before Disney got involved, like they were making really freaking great documentaries. I mean, the the uh, it's called I Am Iron Man. It's the making of the Taylor first has Iron watched Man. that you, you Iron know, Man like 20 it's, million it's times. It's so good. Like, it's so good, right? Like, it's it's one of the best making of documentaries that's ever been produced. And, like, not and only that. And I lived together, I'd come out of my room and he'd be watching it. I'm like, yeah, oh, did you not just, finish it last night? He's like, no, I'm just watching it again. Yeah, just throwing it on for background, <laughs> you know. But the thing is, what's so special about that documentary is you're literally witnessing the birth of the MCU in Marvel Studios. So, like, it's, yeah, kind, it's, of in, cool. it's kind of incredible, like, that that documentary got made in the way that it did and you know with everything that panned out but um you know when disney took over they kind of started chintzing out on the special features like they would do small featurettes and stuff like that but there wasn't any make feature length making of kind of thing and so uh yeah i agree with you this is just right up that same alley you know it's it's definitely more in depth where they go into each of the episodes and all the different elements Mm -hmm. they're trying to do um and i loved everything about it um and i'm glad that they're going to be doing this for all the shows because i think this is a great button uh, once you finish a show, you can come in next week and you can kind of relive like all that stuff and see how they did everything. So yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all about it. I really enjoyed it. It's not. I felt like there were certain parts where they kind of skipped over certain things. Like I would have mm-hmm. loved to hear a little bit more about, for instance, like how they how Agatha all all along like came about. And yeah. I know they talk about the music a little bit, but certain things like that that I wish we could have gotten a little more in depth on. But at the, you know at the same time, beggars can't be choosers. So. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah, um, yeah that's... Uh, oh, aside from the OG Muppet Show being on Disney Plus now, mm-hmm. uh, I've I've been putting those on from time to time. Nice. Um, nice. That's it for my what I've been watching. Awesome. Hey, guys, um, I got a targeted ad while I was... Well, well, am I too old for Spider-Man body wash, you think? No, <laughs> never. Absolutely no. not. Never. All right, cool. Especially uh, my, for only, what, six bucks? Your phone's bucks, like, said? oh, I, did I, I hear... order this. Did I hear it to you? Let me just uh, <laughs> let me just put this right. in your face real quick. It's kind of scary uh, okay. how your shit does that, man. I know. Yeah. All right, Pop Pop fans, I'm about to blow your fucking minds. Oh, man. Oh, man. I watched the Snyder Cut. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that's if that's not the main topic i don't know what i mean it's not the main topic but it's it not. could be joel's like um, maybe next week joel's maybe like next week. and i killed sparky too <laughs> <laughs> look i was really like grinding to the bone on set last week and i was coming home and like i didn't have the effort to like you know like start a new show or put something on that i wanted to pay attention to and I only had like an hour a night before I had to go to bed before I had to be up for set the next day. And so I thought, I'll just watch the Snyder Cut. So naturally. Like, well, I was like, if I put it on like an hour a night, then I don't yeah. have to like fucking sit fucking through it. You know, yeah. like mm. I have a hard bed time for myself. So like I don't have to like get caught up in it. Right. I can mm-hmm. watch it in yeah. pieces. However, I want to watch it. Yeah. Um, so I watched it. Not um, the way Snyder intended it. Snyder can lick my balls. Uh, <laughs> this this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh um, boy! I'm not just saying that because I hate Zack Snyder and I hate you know. Look, I'm gonna say some really good things about the DCEU when we talk about Suicide Squad trailer. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like I you know I like Shazam. There are I'm not 100 you know impartial. You know yeah. it's like I just yeah dude the fucking cgi i felt like i was watching a sci-fi channel 
fucking Sharknado movie, dude. Mm. Like, well, it was bad. There's I, like, and I'm not just talking about action scenes, dude. Like, mm-hmm. there's a scene where fucking Barry Allen is like walking into his like secret lair. First of all, he can't afford a job, but he can afford this fucking like he's he's like he's like trying to get a job at a fucking dog walking facility, but he has like a secret lair with like computers. Yeah. Like, it, well, it just I makes think no the, sense. I think the implication is that he's been stealing all that shit with his abilities, basically. That makes okay. Yeah. Yes, that makes. Sense. But, <laughs> But anyway, yeah. he's wa- well. Then why does he need a job? Yeah. He can steal everything. Uh, well, he's trying to do right by his father. Okay, he's trying to be right. a good citizen. Anyway, <laughs> he's walking into his secret lair, and there's like yeah. a train car like rolling behind him, mm-hmm. and it straight up looks like a two D like hand drawn animation. And I'm yeah. like, it's not oh, even wow. an action well, sequence; it's a fucking train. I mean, this is, is definitely a larger issue with the movie in general. It's like literally every scene is like has some sort of CG element. Like, there's not much besides the actors and maybe the props and some. Of the sets, like it's there's not much that's practical in this movie. Like it's so <laughs> reliant on visual effects. Like if you watch any of the behind the scenes stuff with Snyder on set of this movie, like they're just in a green screen volume. Like it's just a stage with green screen. It's like, oh, we'll fix it later, you know. So yeah, I kind of agree <laughs> with that, Joel. It's so bad, man. And like, look, I'm not gonna go into like a deep dive of this because yeah. I could talk about it for hours. But I yeah. think one of the things that got me, I'll, I'll talk about t- two things that I hated the most. Um, <laughs> And one thing one you liked. Being, I will I will talk about one thing I yeah. liked because I did actually like the Superman rebirth scene. It was actually pretty mm. fucking cool. Yeah. Like seeing I actually didn't like the scene right before that when they like used the mother box to like bring Superman back because the way f- the flash is running in that scene, it looks <laughs> like he's doing like a fucking weird like prance it's yeah. just, dude, it's, i've it's seen horrible. memes of it yeah. it's horrible it's the same but right after yeah. that they all try to fight superman and mm-hmm. it's actually pretty cool i yeah. I, mm-hmm. I i i will say i liked that scene a lot yeah. um but okay so martian manhunter did not need to be in this fucking movie right spoilers just fucking yeah fucking spoilers shoot. i don't care i fucking <laughs> i it, i haven't it, seen it, it though <laughs> but it has but it has nothing to do with the movie yeah, it's not going to change it's, your it's not going to change your movie viewing experience because he shouldn't fucking be there it yeah. has nothing to do with mm-hmm. the movie like he impersonates martha for like two seconds and you're like why the fuck did he do that and then later in the movie he comes down and talks to fucking ben affleck and they like have a little exchange and then and, and then at the end of the conversation he's like oh and by the way people call me the martian man yeah and you're like it's pretty rough. No one asked. Nobody asked. <laughs> no one asked what your name was. Who's asking why? Yes. Who, what people call you? The why, audience why is asking, Joel. The audience is asking. It's the it's some of the worst bit of dialogue <laughs> I've ever. It's like, oh, and by the way, some people call me the Marsh. It's like I don't care. Oh, <laughs> I've never met you before. Why are yeah. you giving me this information? Yeah, I mean. Um, and then the nightmare sequence is like I, that is the, the worst. Uh, the second thing, I the was worst. Say, it's, like it's so bad. Um, first of all, all of the shots of Jared Leto's Joker are like out of focus. All, mm-hmm. all of them are like one hundred percent out of focus. It's a stylistic laugh, effect, Joel. The laugh looks like it was put in in post. Like you never see him like laughing. He's like talking, and then you like hear him laughing off screen. Mm-hmm. And then he offers Batman a reach around. And I'm like, the kind of people who like the Snyder Cut are the kind of people who would be like, yeah, that's the Joker, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Release, the, like, release the air cut, yourself. dude. Release the air cut, right? That's <laughs> the next. I'm not even kidding. That's a real thing on Twitter. Wow. It's yeah. so bad. Yeah. It's, 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 it's rough. Like, so for me, obviously, I also watched the movie. And I, I'll say this. 
I think that it's definitely an improvement over theatrical cut in almost every conceivable way, right? Hmm. So, like, it's 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 definitely better than the theatrical cut. the The problem is, is that you know it's essentially a four hour assembly cut, um, and so therefore mm. there's no pacing whatsoever, right? Yeah. Like the first hour yeah. is is kind of a slog, and it's like. Bro, like Zack Snyder, have you ever heard of this this thing called pacing? Like you may have heard of it. Like there's a reason he's why never, he's never heard of most it. movies are not four hours. Just because it's four hours does not make it better. And here's the thing. Yeah. I actually think there's like a three, two and a half, three, maybe three and a half hour movie that's good in there. Like there's a solid mm-hmm. movie somewhere in there. But this cut is just all over the place. Like there's there's one like I mean, this is they a introduced small... the characters like twice. Kind, like well, two intros to all the characters. That's yeah, it. totally. And and I will say that mm-hmm. a lot of like Cyborg was absolutely shafted in the theatrical cut. Like there's so much That's more. That's what I've heard. There's so much more Cyborg stuff here. And it's like, I mean, Snyder wasn't lying when he said Cyborg is the heart of the movie. He really is. You know what I mean? I and found Ray Fisher's performance to be so flat. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's better than the theatrical. But yes, it's it's this idea of like he's still trying to like cope with everything that's happened to him so it's like he's sort of reserved and like i kind of very... felt like he was trying to act like a cyborg but it just came off as like boring yeah like just because you're a cyborg it doesn't mean you can't have like heart and feelings he would yeah. be like i am so sad that my father is dead and you're yeah. like I <laughs> yeah i mean there's the, again there's some good stuff in there i think there's definitely some wooden moments um from ray fisher in, in terms of performance but like overall i think like he he actually gives a really great performance and i'm kind of sad that they cut his stuff out of the theatrical cut um mm-hmm. but overall like i mean there's just a lot of mess in here you know and and the funny thing is is uh, there's a lot of scenes that are different new scenes that we haven't seen before but there are also a lot of scenes that are the same like the Superman reverse scene you're talking about, Joel, that was in the theatrical cut. It was yeah. heavily edited down. Like, I mean, this is a much more extended version of that scene, but that was in the theatrical cut. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's in the theatrical cut. And I think the problem for me is that it comes back down to, I think what we talked about a long time ago with Batman 5 Superman, Joel, is like, nice. sorry, I had to. Uh, <laughs> it's true, though. It's like, I think Zack Snyder fundamentally misunderstands the characters of both Batman and Superman, right? So I would agree with that. So so for me, it's like, I think he actually does a really good job with Cyborg and Flash and Aquaman and even Wonder Woman to a certain extent. Although I will say that Wonder Woman is probably the least, uh, like the, 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 the character that got shafted the most by the Snyder Cut, if you will. Mm. Dude, the beginning um, of this movie opens up with like all of the Amazonians fighting Steppenwolf, right? And yeah. they're shooting like regular sized arrows at him mm-hmm. and they're not doing anything. And yeah. then after he wins the battle, they pull out this like 10 foot fucking three foot thick arrow <laughs> to like reignite a fucking like fire on a different continent, right? Yeah. So they have the strength to pull this arrow to shoot it continents away. Yeah. It's like, just pull out that giant ten foot arrow. Like, use the strength you had to shoot it to a different continent and shoot it into fucking Steppenwolf. Bro, Why you, you could have you could have just texted Diana. Like you could have just called her. You know, <laughs> there's no reason to. But I mean, that's one of those scenes, and you'll you'll definitely understand this when when you see it. Lauren is like that scene is like is as self indulgent as fuck. You know what I mean? Mm. There's a scene. I don't know if you remember the singing women in the beginning in the Icelandic women, Joel. Uh, there's like yeah. yeah there's like a whole sequence where these women sing like a hymn for like a minute and it's like 
we don't need any of that. Like, that is totally unnecessary. And then she sniffs Aquaman's fucking sweater. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I want you so bad. But point being is, I, I, again, Weird. I think this movie, I would love to chat with you a little bit more about it, Lauren, especially because you've seen the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. Um, the point being, though, regardless, is like, it's an improvement. How much of, of, of an improvement, you know, I think depends on how much you like the interpretation of these characters. For me, I don't really think that Zack Snyder, like, understands these characters, like I said. So, you know, for me, it's probably, like, whereas the theatrical cut was a .5 out of 5 or, you know, like a <laughs> 1 out of 10, maybe a 2 out of 10. Like, I'm not kidding. That that movie is – it's the way I describe it is the atrocity known as Justice League, the theatrical <laughs> cut. Like, it, it literally is a cinematic atrocity in a lot of ways. And yeah. so, you know, for me, it takes a movie that's, like, you know, one at a – one star out of 10 movie that's maybe bumps it up to like a two or a three, but it's still not like a great movie. There are great moments, yeah. so but overall the movie is just like really, really rough. So why are we reserving this gigantic arrow yeah. for lighting fires? Yeah. Like, shoot Steppenwolf <laughs> exactly. with it. What are you doing? So, you know, and of course like the D's, the, the, the Snyder people are like in love with this movie and it's like, Hey, if you love it, like that's cool. More power to you, but it's definitely <clears throat> not my cup of tea. Um, the so. problem with like the Snyder verse now, not just the Snyder cut, mm-hmm. right? Is like clearly the sequel would be all about the nightmare realm, mm-hmm. right? Like it would be it, it would be about Darkseid getting the anti life equation and mm-hmm. creating like this evil Superman. And it's like I I have no desire to see a four hour movie about Joker offering Batman sexual favors. Like I don't yeah. I don't I don't care. Joker that is so Batman that is so favors. bad. Yeah. Um, um, it's just oh man, dude. I, yeah. It look. I was talking shit about it before I ever saw it, and mm-hmm. seeing it did not change my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. We should probably move on. We don't want to spend the whole episode on fucking the Snyder Cut, but there was uh, a movie that Joel and I also both watched together. Yo, Taylor and I finally got to hang out in person yeah. after a fucking entire year. Mm-hmm. We thought we were going to be watching Godzilla vs. Kong. Turns out we're both fucking idiots, and it doesn't come out until the 31st. But we hung out anyways. But now what do we do? Uh, We watched uh, the Russo Brothers' Tom Holland-helmed Cherry. Mm. Um, Nice. I'm going to say it was kind of like a modern-day Requiem for a Dream. A little bit. Interesting. I was like reminiscing about watching the movie just mere days ago. And I was like, it was kind of very much like, uh, it's just kind of like Tom Holland's character, like having to do crazy shit to get the fucking heroin. Like, that's pretty much the whole movie. Well, it's the whole third act of the movie, basically. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, this, so this movie is really, really interesting, right? Like, it's, it's, it's obviously the Russo brothers, like first post Marvel project that they've directed. So, you know, they're coming off the the um the energy the hype train of endgame if you will you know what i mean <laughs> like obviously that movie gave them a lot of opportunities in this industry and you know this was their kind of you know you have the one for them one for me mentality this was definitely yeah. one for the russo mm. brothers like no doubt they're like look know? it's spider-man doing h yeah yeah i mean going to going to h-town and shit you know um uh no, I'm just uh, but no, like uh, th- th- this, this movie is interesting. Like it's, it's definitely, there's the Russo brothers are trying to do a lot. And I think one of the biggest issues of this movie is that it's actually trying to do too much. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's focused in certain regards, but I also think that it's like very, very unfocused in terms of, you know, themes and like the eventual takeaway of yeah. 
of you know the movie at the end of the day. Like there's they do some really interesting. I mean, the Russo brothers are basically trying to make an art film here. That's kind of the way they shoot it. Oh, there's um, a lot of like color. There, there's a lot of like weird color yeah. play. Um, they were. That's kind of why I'm saying it's like a requiem for a dream, man. They're yeah. like really trying to do like an artsy like mm-hmm. drug film. Well, yeah. Um, and they may just be too commercialized of directors now to like, mm-hmm. you know, like make that happen. Like maybe yeah. pre Marvel, mm-hmm. they could have done something like this. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like they were putting too much money and too many like fancy film tricks into mm-hmm. the kind of film that they wanted this to be. Yeah. I liked the movie. Yeah. The acting was, oh my God, the acting was fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like everybody does a really good job. Yeah. Uh, but I just think the movie as a whole was maybe a little unfocused and mm-hmm. I'm trying to say like a word without like being mean about it. Cause I did like the movie, but it was um, <laughs> uh, rambly. Is that a good word? It was kind of like yeah, meandering. Yeah, it's meandering for sure. Yeah. I mean, they, like, here's the thing. is like the screenplay is actually like pretty decent in terms of story structure and all that stuff. Like it, the, the movie has a really good structure. You know what I mean? It's yeah. split into like, I think, five different sections. So it's really a five-act film as opposed to like a three-act movie. But that's neither here nor there. But point being is that... Um, you know, the the screenplay isn't terrible, right? But there's something about the story that feels very, like, face value, right? Like, it's trying to explore. Mm. Actually, it's kind of similar to Snyder's work in a lot of way, where it's like, there are interesting themes that are being presented, but never truly, truly explored, it, right? Yeah, in a way that's yeah, meaningful, yeah. you know? And, and that I mean, it's the same way with Batman 5 Superman. It's like, everybody talks about, oh, it's this thematic masterpiece, and it's like, Okay, just because you Martha. just because you bring up a thematic element, <laughs> but you never deliver on it, like doesn't mean that it's successful in that regard, right? For but, sure, I think they could have done more for each part if they had just made that about the movie, right? Exactly, like the part well, where he so like he goes to war, right? And mm-hmm. like they could have made like a Jarhead film where yeah. he's at war, but instead mm-hmm. that's just part of the movie. And then exactly. he comes home, and then it's about the drug life. If they had just kind of yeah. like skimmed over the war part and made it about his PTSD when he was at home, maybe something yeah. like Brothers, mm-hmm. you know, um, like mm. like they tried to make two different movies in kind of one movie. I yeah. feel like no, I mean it's it's like three or four movies in one because like a right, it's right. A, it's 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 about PTSD and like the effects of the Iraq War, right? You also have like the love story element. Um, you also have uh the drug element and then you know you also have like it's trying to be kind of like this um i don't want to say deconstruction because it's not that but it's trying to be a commentary on like capitalism you know what i mean and like with the bank names and like just the way that they shoot like oh shitty bank that was yeah like good little name exactly and so like you can tell that they're you know it's like trying to be about the iraq war and it's trying to be about this and it's trying to be about you know, the economic disparity of like American, the American system and like how these people get left behind, you know, these people who go to fight wars and then they come back and their people don't even take care of them, you know? I feel like you could have chosen to, you know, like it could be like a love war movie or like a love drug movie, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, but but it was a love drug war. It was like, it was too much in one. mm -hmm. I mean, hey man, if they had just made it four hours long, like Snyder. Yeah, it would be way better, right? I mean, because longer is always better. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the truth, right? I mean, and and here's the thing is like this movie kind of tries to play itself as like, oh, this is based on a true story, right? But the the novel that this is based on is actually a work of auto fiction. Like, I don't know if you guys hmm. are um familiar with that. Yeah. Hold on, let me see. Uh Yeah, it's like my entire life. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's an autofictional novel. So it's basically like it's it's like somewhat true, but like the details of everything have basically been exaggerated or made up. So, mm. you know, that's the thing for me. It's like when you try to play this as like a real someone's real story, which it technically is, but there's a lot of elements that are just like kind of that don't necessarily fit, you know what I mean in that regard. So, again, yeah. I I enjoyed it. Uh I would probably recommend it. Would I revisit it? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe in a couple years yeah. or if I was like watching yeah. someone or, or like if I was showing someone else. Um, mm-hmm. But Tom Holland's performance, man, is Agreed. is is really good. Definitely. Uh, he does a good job. And Jack Rayner in this movie yeah. is also fucking he's, he's, great. He's dude. really great. Yep. He, like the like the frat bro that deals drugs. man. He's just he's so yeah. he's so good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we should probably move on from this. We've been chatting about this movie for too long at this point, too. Yeah. But uh, what would you what, what would you rate this one at the end of the day, Joel? Oh man, that's the thing. Cause maybe like a three and a half out of five. Yeah, I would go with three. Not bad. I would go with three out of five personally. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. It's not it's not amazing, but I enjoyed it. On like I didn't want to turn it off at any point, yeah. but I was you know I was just kind of like well, all right, well mm-hmm. you know. There's Tom Holland doing more heroin. Yeah. And uh, Sierra Bravo. Just want to shout out Sierra Bravo. Uh, and this movie is really great as well. You did really good. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So moving on, I guess. Is there is there anything else you were watching, Joel? Or I think that's it, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, just, you know, schmo down a 90 day fiance as always. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Nothing to really talk about there. Classic Joel. Yeah, exactly. The new, hey man, the new season of Schmodown is actually getting pretty crazy. So it's, uh, I'm enjoying it, man. Yeah, isn't there the like a teams, are, teams tournament coming up too? There is a teams yeah. tournament term, tournament coming up. Uh, there's a Star Wars tournament, tournament coming up. Term, tournament. There's a team <laughs> tournament coming up. I'm just down. I'm just glad that Damon finally lost the belt. Like he, I've never been a fan of his the character. So. It was wild, man. I actually didn't. Here's that was pretty shitty for me. I was like, I like sat down to watch that like match. So like, it, it was like an undercard, and then that match. And while I was like watching the undercard, I was like on Twitter, and I saw that Damon lost, and I was like, well, guess I don't need to watch the fucking match anymore. Um, <laughs> so about the so about the drama and shit. Um, uh, yeah, but man, Dimalant has been after that belt for a, a long yeah. fucking time. Yeah. So he uh, he's he's almost won it a few times and he's lost it by like weak challenges and shit. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad that okay. he got the chance to hold it for two seconds before Laura Kelly comes in and swoops yeah, it from him. Exactly. Our girl Laura. Um, what do you call it? Uh, yeah. So moving on, uh, we got a new trailer this week for Joel's new favorite film, The Suicide Squad. <laughs> I All want I to, to is... go back and <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, good, that's the that's sound a of a tattoo, tattoo gun. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> tattoo in case you didn't get yeah, that. Sorry, that was terrible. Um, Pressure, but... I'd like to go back and find the first episode that we ever taught make this bet. Um, <laughs> yeah, gonna be like, long... you guys need to prove me. <laughs> it was a long time ago, man. Yeah. Um, I look. I'm not hiding. The facts, man. I look. <laughs> I made a video about it, so go to my YouTube channel, watch my trailer reaction mm-hmm. for the Suicide Squad. I I blatantly say like, oh fuck, I'm probably gonna get a Suicide Squad tattoo. <laughs> um, the trailer was fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, I like James Gunn. Like in in hindsight, James Gunn should have been their first choice to make the Suicide Squad. Like, yeah. Yeah. Taking all these B characters and making them great is like mm-hmm. what he does is his job is what he does. It's his job, yeah. man. Like, yeah. I mean, 
even before Guardians, like if you watch like Super, like with Rain Wilson, yeah. right? Like Ugh, that's so like, good. He's he's based his whole career on doing shit like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the fact that like they went with what is it, David Ayer, right? Like yeah. Um, right, man. Like it's stark contrast, night mm-hmm. and day. The trailer for this movie and the original Suicide Squad, like yeah. it is night and day. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty pretty uh apparent, you know what I mean, that that they stepped up uh in terms yeah. of the sequel, you know what I mean? Um and it's ironically enough, if that whole Marvel thing wouldn't have happened, this film, you know, James Gunn might have not had the opportunity to direct it. Um so I, I I find that really interesting, first of all. But um but yeah, I mean I'm I'm totally in love with everything this movie is about. Um, seems like a great, you know, obviously James Gunn is really great at working with ensembles. Seems like a great ensemble mm-hmm. film. Uh, I, obviously there's going to be tons of surprises that, that, uh, that, you know, that they don't show in the trailer in terms of, I think that the, the tagline for the movie, at least right now on the posters is don't get too attached, which yeah. is perfect because we know that he's going to kill characters in this movie. Um, well, I'm pretty sure that everybody, so like pretty early on in the film, you see like Michael Rooker, mm-hmm. Pete Davidson, yeah. Nathan Fillion. They do that like opening shot of them like mm-hmm. walking up. I'm pretty sure all of those people are going to die. Pretty like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not going to see yeah. any of those people no. f- at the end of the and movie. And then the backup team yeah. is like the people who we see in like the main, you know, parts of the trailer in terms of Idris yeah. Elba and, you know, Harley and all those people. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just want to point out the, uh, the Mr. Pibb can. Uh, that Nathan Fillion's yeah. character is, is drinking. Yeah, I mean that's just like such a specific joke that like I love everything about it. So I just had to say that. Um, also, by the way, to find Pib in a can or a bottle is extremely hard. So just want to point that out. Um, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like you can find Pib on tap everywhere. Finding it in a bottle in a can is like been a lifelong fucking struggle for me. Yeah, um, Pib in red vines. That's crazy delicious. It's delicious. Oh my god. Nice shout, nice shout. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, obviously John Cena looks amazing. Uh, Like the whole whole, uh, beach. The dude is funny, man. Yeah, Yeah. he really is. Really, the whole like beach of dicks. The beach, yeah. Yeah, If this beach beach was covered in dicks, and someone said I had to eat every single one of them for liberty, I would do it. No question. (laughs) For liberty. I love that. Why would like this beach be covered in, in penises? Who knows what bad people? Who knows why bad people do what they do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fucking it's hilarious. So dude. good. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm excited for literally all of like the little su- uh, what are probably supporting characters that we see in it, like uh, and just like the weird characters in it, um, like uh, Polka Dot Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> when they cut to him and he's just like, mm-hmm. I hope we die. Yeah. Uh, we're all gonna die essentially die, so yes like, yeah like, and he's like crying I, like, like i love david das malkian he's so good he's, in general he's like but, kind of like the secret weapon of a lot of great superhero movies yeah you know? like he's been in so many great superhero films it's kind of crazy yeah it's so good I, yeah. so i'm excited for that like and sylvester stallone king shark just like tearing people to shreds in this mm-hmm. trailer hand yeah, and yeah. also being incredibly dumb. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah I dude, just, he rips I think a dude from be... top to tail, like yeah. as opposed to like in half, just fucking rips him through the dick. Like, it's great, man. It yeah. looks in. Yeah. It looks like pure insanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's still there's still so many people we haven't seen 
yeah. in the trailer either. Yeah. And so many people, we still don't know who they're playing, like Taika unannounced yeah. still who, who or what he is playing yeah Tyka's um, gonna do the voice of starro just I, watch honestly i think honestly i'm not i'm not surprised that was gonna be my guess dude yeah I, I, that would be a perfect casting like yeah that would make sense and then you so just, but I just love all like, the like in in like classic james gunn style too like all the digs kind of at the other mm-hmm. film oh, just shits yeah. on the original just like harley you know yeah. like if you have personalized yeah. license plates, we'll kill you. Like, yeah. I love, I love that. Uh, shitting on it. I love so that good. that scene too. The way that he blocked it in terms of them like all moving around, but Rotating. each person like it's yeah, it's just really great filmmaking from Gunn, of course. But uh, that's not also, an open invitation to cough with your mouth open. Yeah, it's seriously right. Like you know that they probably added that in after fucking COVID and shit too. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Dude. Also, uh, just want to point out that I had no idea that Stallone was voicing. King Shark in this. I thought he was playing a yeah. different character, and when I learned that yeah. he's playing King Shark, like, oh, that makes tons of sense. And. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I thought it was Michael Rooker, but he's playing someone else. He's playing the uh, dude with the yeah. long blonde hair. Yeah, man. he's playing. Um, hold on, let me let me find it here. Yo, uh, shout out to the Steely Dan song. Dude. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, he's playing. He's playing Savant. Savant is who he's playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. I dude. can't. I can't hear Steely Dan though without thinking of that line from Forty Year Old Virgin, where Seth Rogen's like, "Steely Dan can lick my balls." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's yeah, so good. Uh, it's good. I think stuff. all that to say, you know, it looks pretty dope. And yeah. uh, get ready to make your next your your next next tattoo appointment, yeah. Joel. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. My question is, is, I think I can just get a little starfish. Yeah. A star and it counts and no one and no you know but it's, it has to it's be not from, blatantly suicide squad it has to be from the no movie. yeah it has, to be, it has the, to be the movie design yeah exactly oh, it, it i mean it'll be the same design but people could just and have it and, ha- and have tss no tss okay. <laughs> yeah. uh yeah no totally all i have to say joel is that you just better be getting some ideas ready for that so um how crazy is it though that they're it's seemingly that they're gonna make the main villain of this movie just a giant fucking starfish like fucking <laughs> Steve Agee screaming like we got a kaiju up in this bitch like yeah straight so up so good freaking star oh man okay so moving on uh, we also learned that a Zatanna movie is in the works and uh, the promising yeah. young woman director Emerald Fennell will be writing and directing the movie for Warner Brothers. Look, it wouldn't be the DCEU if they just randomly decided to make another fucking character movie without any plan as to how it's going to connect to the larger fucking universe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, True. bring on Zatanna. True. She's cool, but for what fucking purpose? In what way, a realm is she going to play into the overconnecting fucking... They don't even yeah. know what they're doing. Like, yeah. the Snyderverse isn't a thing anymore, right? So, like, where... What's, well, what's the I plan here, DC? I think they're yeah. pivoting to kind of the Matt Reeves stuff with Batman as well as Shazam 2. But isn't and, Batman uh, supposed to be not connected to it Well, it's, it's supposed to be at more standalone, but I think like that's kind of the direction DC is heading in terms yeah. of, you know, they're trying to basically take it movie by movie. And then, you know, after you make five or ten movies, then you can start to fill out the universe as opposed to oh, making the right way to do yeah, it. Yeah, as opposed to making <laughs> Batman versus Superman your second film in the entire thing and trying to Martha. stuff it. 
and trying to stuff all this extra shit into it to set up, you yeah. know, all this, like the, the, the Justice League and Wonder Woman and all this stuff, you know. Why did you say that name? So I would prefer for them just to make little character-centric movies like this, and then eventually they can bring all that together. You know, that, that makes yeah. sense to me. But, oh, yeah. I'm, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's obviously we, we don't really know too much about this movie right now. The, I think the real question is, like, are we going to see characters like Constantine in this, potentially? Mm-hmm. Are we going to see characters like Batman you making a You can't make a Zatanna movie without having Constantine. Well, of course. You know that's, what I mean? That's like, what I'm saying. fucking... So and people have been kind of I know way too much about the DC for now. I know, right? <laughs> and 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 here's the thing is like people have been clamoring for a Constantine film for a while now. Um or there's at least, rumors like, that yeah. Constantine 2 is still ha- going to happen. I mean with Keanu right is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. there's I, still be, some rumors out there. I'd be, I'd be up for it. Get the, get yeah. the actor but the actor that plays the devil was saying that it was going to happen. Oh, it's, it's like, like Peter Stormare. Recently. Yeah, Peter Yeah. I personally know him from um, uh, Prison Break. Yeah. Mm. yeah, dude. So, like, I mean, this is very exciting. I think, uh, so I still haven't seen Promising Young Woman, but I'm hearing that it's one of the most exciting films of the year. Yeah, um, same. So the fact that she's getting to do a big DC movie now is, is pretty exciting. I mean, you know, it feels yeah, very Yeah, because she also wrote Promising Young Woman as exactly. well. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels very similar to what they did with hiring uh, Chloe Zhao. Or Chloe Zhao. Zhao. Mm-hmm. No, I, was, I was just about to say that, yeah. Yeah, you know, in the, in the MCU. Yeah. So it feels very similar in terms of, of, you know, that sort of indie kind of uh, darling, you know, being brought up to um, to make a big uh, superhero movie. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much all we know at this point. So yeah, um, and then I we guess... can connect it to just a larger, better. Like I, I want to see. I just don't like. I just don't like Superman, man. He's too, per- you know. Like if they can just connect this to like a larger, like more grounded DC universe, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I yeah. guess it's not. Gr- I, I guess like grounded isn't the right term because like Constantine's all about like magic and like yeah heaven and hell and shit but you know but not like superman who's like i am invincible how yeah. do you kill me yeah. oh <laughs> the anti-life equation oh now he's evil yeah it's like it's just like it's the mm-hmm. same thing it's like it's the same process over and over again it's like superman is the beacon of hope and good oh he's evil now what do we do and it's like yeah. we cured him oh he's yeah. evil again now what? Yeah, it's yeah, like, and it's... it seems like the it seems like the biggest villain in the dc universe is always it's superman, superman yeah. like who's also like the main good guy it's always the best good guy is also the worst bad yeah. guy and it's like ugh, interesting it's, it's yeah. tiring but, but apparently yeah. you know if you if you build special gauntlets that can uh withstand his laser eyes then everything will be okay so <laughs> yo the fact that lois didn't come like okay i'm sorry just to go back to the snyder cut for a second <laughs> they're fighting for like a solid like five minutes yeah. before lois like comes in she's there the whole time yeah not until he's like about to kill Batman that she's like, "Oh, hey, Clark, it's me. Stop!" And so, it's like you could have done this like you could have done this like five minutes. So ago. So totally, and you yeah. know what's you know what's funny about that is that that's not in the well. So in the the theatrical cut, it's basically like she like jumps out of a car. Like Batman told her to come there. Is like, "Oh, you're gonna be the backup, Lois," and she just jumps yeah. out of the car and like shows up. So you know, at yeah. least in this movie, it like feels a little bit more. Um, uh what's the word like uh uh she's she's doing it on her own as opposed to like 
Yeah, but it took her long enough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, I will say that this answers there. this answers the age old question from three doors down, which is if I go crazy, then will you still call me Superman? And mm-hmm. Batman calls him Clark. So the so answer no. is no. Yeah. The answer is no, three doors yeah. down. You can go away forever now. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, um, yeah. So do you guys have anything else on uh, the Zatanna thing or the Snyder Cut, Joel? I do not. I'm going to switch my headphones real quick because my uh, AirPods are about to die. So I'm yeah, up on yeah, some real no headphones. Worries, Hang on. Um, So, yeah, jumping into the last bit of news that we have, uh, we also learned that uh, the What We Do in the Shadow spinoff, which is called Wellington Paranormal, uh, is actually coming to the Americas, finally. Yeah, it's finally coming to HBO Max, Mm -hmm. so it's not... You know, it's not a they're not remaking uh, the series at all, but they're bringing uh, the existing two seasons from New Zealand to HBO Max. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think we have an exact release date yet, uh, but I think over summer sometime. Uh, mm-hmm. Is when it's supposedly coming, yeah. Um, and it's you know the the same ex- same characters from the film mm-hmm. uh, that come to the house uh, to to investigate yeah, the noise yeah, complaint. Yeah, the kind of like uh, aloof cops, if you will. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it follows them on their paranormal investigations yeah, throughout Wellington. So yeah. I believe they're. Um, I'm not 100% sure, obviously, because I haven't seen it, but I am I believe there's cameos from, like, Reese Darby um, and the oh, werewolves and, and stuff be. as well. Yeah. So I'm obviously super excited because yeah. it's, you know, it's still, uh, you know, produced by Taika and Jameen. So it's probably still going to be great. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is uh, this is all we could ask for, especially, I mean, after the success of, you know, the American version of, of what we do. Uh, I guess it's technically not the American version, but the the, the big Hollywood version, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, well, I mean, it's set in America, so yes, yeah. it is the American version. But the creators aren't American, so it's like you know, it's, yeah, it's a little uh, debatable in that regard. But yeah, I mean, it's I, I honestly just think it's great to like get more of what we do in the shadows content, uh, more Taika, you know, and Jermaine mm-hmm. uh, created uh, content. Um, I mean, I'm I'm here for it. I'm going to watch the show as soon as it comes out. And I'm going to enjoy it very much. Yo, yeah. Jermaine, Jermaine could be like, hey, guys, here's my version of the Snyder Cut. And I'd be like, I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it would just, honestly probably be great. It's just like Flight Jermaine of the and Taika could do no wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the like Justice League, the Snyder Cut, directed by Jermaine Clement. I'd be like, I'm in. Dude, seriously, <laughs> if, 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 if Jermaine could get Snyder's film down to three hours, I would like, I, I would watch the shit out of that, or like yeah. the Snyder cut with Korg. I'd be like, yeah. "Oh, yes. there you go." Man. No, we Fucking just we um, just have Taika dub every line of dialogue in the movie using different <laughs> characters and voices. Perfect. Yeah, that'd I'm be in. perfect. There you go. Right there. Um, Jermaine actually does direct several episodes of, uh, or or did direct several episodes of Wellington Paranormal, nice. and nice. Um, wrote a lot of them as well. Yeah. So it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still you know still heavy involvement. Absolutely. Um, yeah there so yeah again gonna be i I say gonna because we haven't seen it yet even though obviously it already exists out in the world but Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's gonna be time for us to finally see it ever ever promote online piracy but (laughs) 
you could probably find somewhere to watch this show if you wanted to not wait or you just could just find a legal, don't do it you could just you find could. a place to watch it online that's like a legal you could also avenue. you could also yeah. do that get a vpn and yeah. find a but way also, to yeah. how it's watched on uh mm-hmm. or in new zealand you know yeah yeah what platform is it on currently yeah. um oof. i think it's that's a great question and sounding I'm like piracy's look it up better option. i know it's like i said i know it's coming to hbl max and actually to the cw as well oh gosh um, Ooh. so That's it'll okay. people, it will people can watch it for free on the cw app so um yeah so it'll be it'll it'll stream weekly on cw nice um and then New episode or those episodes will be available the next day to stream on HBO Max and then the CW app and CWTV.com as well. Um, currently, it is on. Dun, dun, dun. Just space your words out as long as you can. <laughs> to it's okay. Um, I saw the greatest. Uh, I saw the greatest exchange on Reddit the other day where it was like they were talking about trying to boycott Georgia for like the new voter suppression bills yeah. that they released. And someone was like, how can I find out what like film projects are being made in Georgia right now? So I can boycott them. And someone gave them like a link to like all the productions that are happening in Georgia right now. Yeah. And then it just spiraled into, instead of a conversation about the v- voter suppression, it was a, it was an angry conversation about why they're doing live action Powerpuff Girls. Oh God. That's funny. <laughs> Someone that's was really like, I'm funny. sorry, they're doing Powerpuff Girls live action. And they're like, yeah, and it's on the CW. Yeah, it's almost like uh, it's almost like as bad as the Tom and Jerry movie. Ugh, Ugh. Girl. It was rough. I watched it and I fell asleep. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Anyway, main topic anyway so I, I can't find where it is. Uh, it's okay. Now it'll be on Sky for it's in the out, UK. It'll be well. on it's HBO out next in the open seas, everybody. Yeah. It's yeah. out in the open seas. Yeah. If you go into international waters, you can stream from anywhere. That's what Did I'm you know saying, that? dog. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we had an entire week without a good Marvel television show to watch. Mm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier finally premiered, and we were taken away from the drought that was left behind when WandaVision aired. The finale aired. <laughs> I don't know where I, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> anyway, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is on the television now. Uh, yeah. We've got yep. two episodes to talk about today. Episodes one and episodes two. Uh, I don't know. We could kind of just blow through it all or, you know, dissect it piece by piece or take four hours to talk about it. You know, I don't know. Who wants to have a six hour podcast today? <laughs> Probably not Lauren. Just keep it sort of loose, Goosey. Yeah. yeah, probably not. No, I mean, like, I, I think we should just talk about what we enjoyed and, and what we didn't. If there's any specific things that come up, we can uh, we can definitely address those things. Um, but, like, overall, what are you guys' thoughts on the first two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah, I mean, so far I'm liking it. Um, I will say it hasn't gripped me quite as much as WandaVision did. I don't know if that's because it's more true to form and not quite as uh unique of a show i would say mm-hmm. um but at the same time you know i am i am enjoying it i am glad that we're finally getting some more of a backstory uh to these characters and to kind of catch up and see 
where they're at now. Yeah. Um, as far as obviously like Falcon and Bucky go. Um, yeah, that's, that's, you know, generally where, where I'm at without jumping in too far to it. Yeah. I enjoyed the second episode a lot more than the first episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. For it being only six episodes, I thought it was an odd choice to not have them meet up until the second episode. Yeah. Um, See, I you know. I actually disagree with that, but continue. I mean, but it's only six episodes long, man. It's like, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? So um, it's kind of moving at a slower pace than I thought it was going to. Um, but that's not to say I didn't like things in the first episode. I thought it was really, I thought there were a lot of cool moments. Um like Lauren said, but the backstory, like it was, it was kind of cool to see like the Winter Soldier doing some Winter Soldiery things, um, <laughs> you know, from back in the day. The whole, uh, the whole like opening fight sequence with you know Falcon against uh, George Saint Pierre, yeah, the yeah. MMA famed legend from Captain America, yeah. uh, Winter Soldier, um, famed, that whole fight, uh, famed MCU actor George Saint Pierre, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I thought that was really cool. I thought it was really, it was a really nice. To t- I guess I can see what you're saying. Why, like, they didn't have to meet up in the first episode because I really did enjoy a lot of the like, the like touches on race that Sam had to go through uh, when he was trying to get like the bank loan or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I so like I wouldn't have sacrificed those moments because they were nice. Um, but I did kind of feel like we could have jumped into the stole like more of it quicker, I guess. Mm. Um, I don't know. Cause like now knowing there's only like four episodes left already and it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> how are we going to, how are we yeah. going to get through definitely, all this? Definitely. definitely. <laughs> and you know, and it, so I agree with you guys. Like definitely the second episode is where I really got invested and involved. But like, I think the first episode is actually really solid, right? Like, so first of all, I just want to say that uh, this show, at least the first two episodes of the show, are really, really, really well directed. Like there, there's really not a scene that that isn't up to par with like, you know, just really executing scenes in a way that like is interesting, but visually also like gives you insight into the characters. Like the perfect example of that is the therapy scene. Like mm-hmm. I just absolutely love the way they shot and directed and edited that sequence. Like it tells you so much without saying, you know, certain things. And yeah. so, you know, for me, I like the fact that that they 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 didn't bring them together in this first episode because it really gives us a chance to learn more about their personal struggles and and how they're uh like moving forward without Cap's presence, you know what I mean, and without that that leadership. And one thing that I actually particularly enjoyed is how each Bucky and Sam's journeys mirror what Cap has gone through as well, right? So you have yeah. in in The Winter Soldier, you have the list where Cap has the list of things he's trying to do. In this show, Bucky has a list, but it's a, a little bit different in terms of trying to make amends and, and make yeah. up for all the wrongdoings and all that stuff. But still, that's an int- like that is a, 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 a reflection point, an inflection point almost, if you will, of like what cap was going through and how bucky's trying to navigate the same waters to a certain respect and then even with with falcon you know you have the more the physical aspect where it's like in winter soldier cap fought uh i think his name is baltrock if i'm not mistaken uh george st pierre's mm-hmm. character sure yeah i just call and, 
I just call him GSP. Yeah, GSP. I was going to say <laughs> JPP for a second, but that's a football player. That's not an MMA yeah. fighter. Um, and so I love that, you know, in the Winter Soldier, we see Cap fighting Baltrock. And then here we actually see Sam fighting him. So it's again, it's that progression mm-hmm. of the legacy. And, and, and at the end of that fight, he jumps out of the helicopter before it explodes. So yeah. GSP ain't dead yet. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I just love the way that they mirrored that journey with like w- with what we've seen yeah. before. Like I just think it's really smart. And so for me, I really liked all the lead up into that. Like you know, if if you watch a buddy cop movie, which this is basically a buddy cop show, like Forty Eight yeah. Hours or you know whatever any any buddy cop movie that's made and been made in the last nice. 30 years could the, be the the nice guys yeah i mean even <laughs> well that's like a buddy detective movie but turner and turner and Hooch. semantics yeah semantics <laughs> i think they're actually trying to make a turner and hooch tv series for disney yeah. Plus, which is weird god um, damn it yeah, yeah. <laughs> not I'm too, with um, i'm too topical yeah, i know and uh and so i just really enjoyed how they took their time to build up these characters a little bit so that when they actually, the action and the plot actually gets going, we're invested a little bit more. You know what I mean? I agree yeah. that it's done properly in yeah. storytelling wise. I guess my complaint is that there's only six episodes. Well, yeah, <laughs> of, of course, of course. And it's like, you want more, but, but my yeah. point being is that for me, that's not necessarily as much of a criticism as it is a benefit because like, right. if you look at any buddy cop movie, it's like, they're not, jumping into the action in the first five minutes like you have to build up those characters you have to build up the dynamic between those characters and then eventually they come together in the plot sort of you know you have those typical beats where it's like oh they hate each other and then like they kind of come to a mutual understanding and then they're eventually going to be like great friends again you know what i mean like that's the the progression of what we're seeing here and you know like you said lauren like this isn't anything groundbreaking by any means in terms of what marvel does you know what the conventions of the genre do but at the same time, it's like wholly entertaining. And in yeah, a lot of totally. ways, in a lot of ways, I actually liked this, at least so far, I think I like this a little bit more than than WandaVision. Just because wow. I mean, I, look, here's the thing is I'm wow. don't I don't want to make any comparisons until we see the full series. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, but him as, some big words. Well, bro. I mean, as much as I appreciate what WandaVision's trying to do, you know, in terms yeah. of being bold and creative and it's trying to do all the, the TV stuff that we that we've discussed previously, like I think this is just a little bit more of an engaging story, you know, in terms of really wanting to hmm. see, you know, see the journeys of these characters and 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 it feels I mean, I think part of it is like it's been two years, in essence, since we've gotten like something that truly feels like an MCU thing. Like, WandaVision yeah. is still in sure, MCU, yeah. but it doesn't feel like traditional MCU. Like, yeah, yeah. this for me, fair. it's like That's it's fair. like a it's like a homecoming, right? Like, it's been two yeah. years. Spider Man's like, in this room. I know, right? <laughs> and and it's 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 like a safety, uh, not a safety blip, but like it's like slipping under a warm blanket. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah. Still, like, yeah. So, familiar. So for me, exactly, it just feels like it's really great to be back in this in this world in this universe again in the way that we know it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I've really enjoyed it so far. I mean, jumping into the to the specifics of things, you know. Um, I definitely thought that they were going to be a cap. So like I, <clears throat> I was watching WandaVision at midnight, like every week, like clockwork. Right. And the past two episodes of this show, I've had to work the next morning. So I haven't got to see it for un- until like the next night. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So obviously I'm not going to be able to avoid, you know, I was never spoiled, but you know, I couldn't avoid everything. So I saw pictures of like roadie, right. Like, mm-hmm. so, so like I knew he was in it yeah. and I really thought they were going to do like caps funeral 
Um, mm. Thought it was an interesting choice to just do like the dedication of the shield to the Smithsonian mm-hmm. as opposed to like Cap's funeral. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel I I I think I would have really liked to have seen that moment. I you know I, mean? I enjoyed it, Lauren. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I honestly I did not even think about that mm. being yeah. a thing. Um. So I guess it doesn't bother me because it wasn't on my mind that like Fair. we needed or should see it because yeah. he's not like we didn't see him die like we saw Tony die, you know? Right, right. So yeah, Endgame spoilers. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like we've seen the funeral, we've seen their reactions to the funeral. Like I don't necessarily think we need to revisit Have that we moment. Seen the funeral for Tony. For Tony. Oh, no, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, you no, meant, meant sorry, Cap, you meant yeah. for Cap. Okay, sorry, yeah, my bad. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, I don't even know if he had a funeral because it seems like Cap just kind of, like, went off and did his own thing and nobody kind of, like, he just, as That's far as... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, as far no, as the there's general no way he public didn't keep in cons- touch with... He, there's no way he didn't keep in touch. Like, he came and gave Sam the shield. There's no way that they didn't, like, keep in touch after that yeah i mean who knows the way i took it is that like he kind of just like disappeared and like nobody really knows where he went except for sam and bucky obviously um but you know i think it's also important to note that this takes i think they say uh it takes place roughly about six months after the blip happens uh Mm -hmm. so this is after wandavision which is interesting because this was Mm -hmm. supposed to come before wandavision in terms of release i know dude it's crazy how wandavision was supposed to be like the fifth thing released when they originally showed all the slate of projects, it was supposed mm-hmm. to come. Yeah, you know, it was supposed to come after fucking like Shang Chi. Even you know, mm-hmm. it was like it was supposed to come like yeah. way later. Yeah, uh, it's pretty crazy how they like reshuffled everything. Oh, big news! We didn't talk about in the news section, mm. by the way, but it's MCU related, so it, it fits in here. Black Widow being dropped. Oh, day, oh yeah. yeah, day and date what July 9th? Yeah. Uh, yep. So I'll yep. see you at your house, Taylor, on July 9th. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, definitely be we'll definitely be doing a premiere access on that. I don't know if I'm gonna feel comfortable going to theaters at that point. Um it really just depends. Yeah, we'll have but to see. Exactly. And the hey, vaccinations are opening up for everybody eighteen plus I know, on April fifteenth. So if but, you go get one of those. But the problem is is that not everyone wants to get vaccinated. So even if I'm yeah. vaccinated, like it's still I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't trust it. And, you know, a lot like as we know, people that a lot of theater patrons are assholes. So like it's (laughs) like the shoe fits to a certain respect. Hey, Um, man, personal responsibility. If you as a GOP QAnon member want to go to the theater and catch COVID and die, I can't I can't stop you. Yeah, but I'll be but I'll be protected. Yeah, exactly. And uh, my Bill Gates microchip. Right. Yeah. Being tracked every second. Um. Anyway, but, yeah. political yeah. political vaccine rants aside. Yes, exactly. Yay, Black Widow finally getting yeah. a release yeah. date. Black Widow's going to be this, out. It's going to be great. Well, but, yeah. But what this also means is that obviously everything that comes after is pushed. You know, it's the release date shopper. Yeah. So it's like Shang-Chi is now, I believe. In September. It's September. Mm-hmm. You still yeah. have Eternals, I think, in November. And then we also have, uh, what comes after that? Uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. 
Um, mm-hmm. So all those have kind of been shifted, uh, which is yeah. okay. You know, I mean, there's still like the, the the way I look at it is we're still getting like four Marvel movies this year. Yeah. So like whether we see all of them in the second half of the year or spread out through the whole year, I don't care. We're still getting four Marvel movies. So, yeah. so the original, the original, um, I've got the picture. Like I took a picture of the Comic-Con yeah, screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they told me not to. Of course. Um, Black Widow, you know, was supposed to be like May 1st. Falcon mm-hmm. and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out before Eternals and Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like Black Widow, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Eternals, Shang-Chi, WandaVision, and then mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, and yeah. then Loki, yeah. you know, and now it's coming out. Yeah. Kind of the op, it, you know, Loki's now it's WandaVision. Mixed up. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's all over the place now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And by the way, um, we should be getting a Loki trailer soon, and I'm very excited yeah. for it. So, hell yeah, uh, dude. I mean that that comes out in June, and they've already released. A, they've been teasing it for for a minute now. So, um, yeah, they released the poster. Yeah, like a week ago. Yeah, I mean exactly. they've also released a trailer. You can go to my YouTube channel and watch my reaction to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just um, saying. Well, I think this is the full trailer, like not the teaser that we right, right, yeah. For. But um, yeah. Point being is that uh, jumping back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, oh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I so personally, I really <laughs> love the moment of him giving up the shield. You know, like obviously yeah. that's yeah. kind of a defining moment that 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 pushes everything forward in the series plot wise. But I just think it's 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 in classic MCU form. It's like the thing that we would least expect Sam to do or or the characters to do in that situation. So I think it creates interesting drama. You know. It's unfortunate being such a comic head and, you know, and like kind of knowing that John Walker was going to be in this show. You know what I mean? You know, we didn't maybe know that Sam was going to like donate the shield to the Smithsonian. Right. Mm. But we knew that he wasn't going to be Captain America, at least at the beginning of this show. Yeah. 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 Knows if he assume, you know, assumes the mantle at the end. Uh, but we did kind of know that it was going to be a battle between John Walker being Captain America um, mm-hmm. and Sam. Like, and I, that is the part that I really enjoyed about the first episode is he gives up the shield in good faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seemingly because the government says there's not going to be a Captain America. We're, you know, we're going to mm-hmm. like have like a shrine to him in this museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the episode ends with them announcing the new Captain America, John Walker, mm-hmm. and he gives him, dude, that little wink to the camera at the yeah. end it was such a like "fuck you," and yeah. I, yeah, so it was so good. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. I mean, let's just say that Wyatt Russell, like the first impression of him in the cap suit when they kind of reveal his face and all that stuff, like it does look. He does look a little funky. Like the helmet yeah. looks like his head looks kind of. It off. looks weird on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in but in the second episode, like it's I'm glad that they kind of like t- leaned away from the helmetless, you know, uh, yeah, or leaned into the helmetless version of yeah. the character, which which works a little bit better. But um, I mean, I think that Wyatt Russell is like actually perfect casting for uh, John Walker. At least this this interpretation, dude. He can go John from yeah. hero. He he can go from hero to psychopath like real quick. Yeah, I don't know if you've yeah. seen Overlord. Like he can mm-hmm. do. Yeah. crazy and if i think this show is going where it's gonna go mm-hmm. this is a perfect casting yeah um, exactly yeah and there's definitely just, yeah he's, he yeah. definitely has that like just Wyatt russell as an actor he has that brewing like unhinged quality that's like lingering under the surface a lot of the times so like yeah um, and he's just kind of like 
know if conniving is quite the right word, no, but I like, think that is like, right kind of like, yeah, con- ki- yeah, conniving and like, kind of slimy, you know, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's definitely he like just, he makes me feel uneasy, and I don't like that he's Captain America. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of a like, okay, there's something going on here. You yeah. know what I mean? Even though he's like being trying to play the good guy and all that stuff, and I think that yeah, especially in the he's second like, episode, that's like hinted at towards the end. You know? Oh yeah, oh, definitely. 100%. He's just. He's just like so broy. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's in the military, to be of course. I love too yeah. the like. like by it. the way, you know, it's like the sidekick, like the black sidekick. Like it's just, it's really great commentary in terms of like that's what the government like kind of probably yeah. like like forced him to do or set him up with. It's like oh, we have to do the whole PR thing and like you know have yeah. like a non-white side like. It's just really interesting the way that dynamic plays out in the show so far. So yeah, well, I yeah, and then just um, oh no, go oh ahead. no, I was just gonna say Joel kind of touched on it earlier of like the you know the the racist the racism elements of the show mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. you know Sam and his sister um, getting denied the mm-hmm. the bank loan even though he's freaking Falcon. Yeah, Torch um, was denied a bank loan. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then That's an Anchorman quote for you guys. Th- thank you. Uh, and then the know, second Joel. episode, obviously, we see you know the incident with the police. Yeah, that's uh, a bigger not one. realizing oh. who he is at first, mm-hmm. and you know, and then ironically enough, or I don't know if ironic is is the right word, but in the end, you know, Bucky is the one who gets arrested and not Sam. But yeah. it's clearly like a big, a big whoopsie moment for the stupid police officer. Um, but I have to wonder if if. Uh, that is a lot of the reason reasoning behind Sam giving up the shield and not taking the mantle is that I think it is. Yeah. You know, that, that, I don't know if pressure is the right word. Wow. I'm, I'm struggling with words today, apparently, but um, but every time you say you don't think it's the right word, I think it is the right word. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're on the right track every time. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, that, that pressure of, uh, taking a up white that mantle yeah, yeah as a black man over you know from a white man mm-hmm. um as obviously you know it shouldn't matter right. you know because it's the ethics it's not about of, white or black it's about being no. a good man yeah exactly it's the ethics mm-hmm. of the man and that's yeah. what um, cap tells sam at the end of uh, of endgame is he says you're, yeah you're a, you're a good man sam yeah but that, you know the world the world that we live in that they live in like it's right yeah not as easy as that so i wonder if we'll get more of an explanation uh yeah from sam at some point there and, are things i want to might... talk about in the first episode before we jump into e- episode two yeah but i yeah. do think but but i do think that cap telling sam like you're a good man is more important than like having super soldier serum right he's like mm-hmm. it's not about being super powered it's about being a good person yeah um yeah. which i think that why uh that like john walker is not a good person and that's yeah. why and that's why i think and we'll get into it when we talk about episode two that's why i think it's gonna go off the rails for this new captain america mm-hmm. um, yeah. is because he's not a good person yeah. Um, but the only thing I wanted to touch on on episode one that we didn't talk about before we jump to the next episode is we do see a little bit of the flag smashers um, mm-hmm. in episode one. Uh, Sam has a army contact that he's out uh, in the Middle East with 
um libya are they in syria um uh no it's, it's tu- tunisia 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 mm-hmm. yeah which is where um, they filmed star wars by the way just FYI. right 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 <laughs> um yeah. and he's got a he has a friend that he's out there with in the in the military who's telling him that he's like on you know that gen z social media bullshit where he's got the like the camera that can see like these like hidden signals from the flag smashers mm-hmm. and he has a little run in with the flag smashers kind of towards the end of the episode yeah. where he just gets his literal ass beat yeah right. um, what is this mm-hmm. apparently like a like one of the super soldiers i'm assuming right before they yeah. identify yeah. them as super soldiers it seems yeah. that they have it seems that they have stolen some super soldier serum mm-hmm. right is kind mm-hmm. of what we're led to believe and so they have a little bit of superhuman abilities um, but that's all I wanted to say because then we can yeah. jump into episode two, which is now Sam and Bucky are teaming up to find these people, mm-hmm. the Flag Smashers. Um, and I think it gives us one of the funniest moments of the MCU ever, yeah. where he's like the big three: aliens, yeah. androids, and wizards. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's the like, whole there are no wizards. Yeah. And he goes, Doctor Strange. He goes, that's a sorcerer. Yeah, a sorcerer yeah. is a wizard without a hat. Without a hat. Yeah, it's uh, so good. He's all think about it. Like just the, yeah. the delivery and, like, and the banter in that scene is amazing. It is. Yeah, and gold. like the big three. Like, who calls them that? Yeah. I do. Yeah, and then and then I love how they call it back later, where like uh, John, John Walker like, goes like the, the big, big three. three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's okay, well, good. we can get rid of the aliens then because we know it's not that <laughs> or whatever. You know? like, <laughs> it's it's really great. Like, there's. And that's one of the things, like, just in general, like, I think Kari Skogland, who is, I believe she's directing the whole series, but directed these first two episodes, just does such a good job with everything. I mean, she's someone Mm. who, she's someone who has had a long, long career in TV. I mean, she's done The Walking Dead, she's done Handmaid's Tale, she's Mm. done House of Cards, She's done wow. Boardwalk Empire. The big uh, the big three of television? I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, here's the thing. And she's been directing TV since, like, the, the mid-90s. So, yeah. you know, I just love oh, wow. that she she's finally getting kind of the respect that she deserves and, like, the attention she deserves in, as a result of this show. Um, so, yeah, I, re- I really love that uh, aspect of, 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 you know, everything she's bringing to this project. Um, but I guess the the second episode starts with the whole uh, "Good Morning America" kind of sequence, right? Good Where Morning America at night. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I do. I do really. And here's again, like um, the burden of being a comic book fan is like knowing <laughs> that John Walker is probably going to end up being a bad guy because I really do like this humanizing aspect. They like. Mm-hmm. have for him in the beginning of the of the episode he's talking to his friend about like mm-hmm. pressures of being captain america and he's like just like it's about the suit man like you just have yeah. like it's like uh it's a really good moment of the of of, of john walker like kind of being nervous to take the mantle up and his w- wife or girlfriend is like you are made for this like you mm-hmm. are this person um yeah. i really i really liked that scene yeah 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 definitely nice little like intimate scene to start the to start the episode but also like i think it's a really important scene because then you know you've established that like he at least somewhat cares about you know the mantle of of cap if you will but yeah at the end of the day i think it's going to pay off like gangbusters especially when you know what we think is coming eventually comes uh, in Mm -hmm. terms of his character like it's just going to be a really nice like setup um i think so 
again, really solid stuff all around. Um, we also, uh, we also, uh, once they have that little interaction, um, between, you know, the two, the Sam and Bucky, they basically decide to go to uh, Germany together to try to fight the, the flag smashers, right? Was well, that, that before or after they come across Isaiah, right? Or is that his name? Um, uh, the old, the yeah. old black man. It, was his name Isaiah or am I just, uh, pulling that because no, there no, was no, a black captain no, America it's, once. It's, it's Isaiah. No. <laughs> it's Isaiah, uh, yeah. Isaiah cool. Bradley, but that's towards the end of the episode. That's, that's later okay. on. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we we have the whole sequence, uh, which I thought was actually pretty great. The the, the truck sequence, um, it was kind of like mm-hmm. uh, the first real action sequence with you know Bucky and Sam and the kind of stuff that we've seen in Civil War with them. So it's you know it's definitely a return to that kind of feel, which I enjoyed. Um, but uh, I really love how badass like John Walker is in this. Like obviously he's not a super soldier, but just the way you know he uses the shield and all this stuff like. Again, it's a nice counterpoint to everything that we've seen so far in the MCU. Like, and also, uh, you know, Winter Soldier, aka 1001 Ways to Use a Shield. So, yeah, <laughs> it was cool seeing Bucky catch the shield, yeah, and yeah, John exactly. Walker. Like, yeah, like totally. he kind of feels like he's entitled to use it as well, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, but they do get their asses kicked. Uh, in this yeah. scene from the Flag Smashers. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really cool how John Walker threw the shield to catch his partner on the ground as mm-hmm. opposed to using it. Exactly. Which, yeah. yeah. Which, which, which again, they're building in this mm-hmm. care. Like, oh, he is a good guy. He's yeah. helping his friend. Yeah. Um, but he does pull a gun in this scene and shoot somebody, which yeah. is, which you is know. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. He's, yeah, he's going there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, he's not as pure hearted as maybe, you know, Steve Rogers is. Um, yeah, and this is kind of where my theory that I want to talk about comes in. It does bring a little oh, bit. Oh no, Joel's uh, going down the theory rabbit hole already. No, 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 no. hang on, though. <laughs> hang on. Though. Here we go. This one is kind of like proved that. So, like, I got kind of proven right at the like towards the end of this episode, right? So it's Mephisto. It's it's all it's all Mephisto. All <laughs> you of guys, didn't, you Mephisto. guys didn't see the fly that was on John Walker's shoulder. The Shut whole time. up. <laughs> No, so later in the episode, the Flag Smashers are trying to ship out their stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. people come to like raid them, and the guy says it's the pra- it's it's the power brokers people, right? Mm-hmm. And then they run. Um, you can go watch my video on YouTube about who John Walker, the the U.S. agent, is if you feel so inclined. But my theory really is that so John Walker is not a superhuman right he doesn't have the super soldier serum he is just a dude who's like yeah. really good at be- mm-hmm. being kind of a badass a trained soldier yeah right yeah. i do because the power broker's name has now been dropped in the comics john walker gets superpowers from the power broker mm. and it is mm. and it is kind of like a like a monkey's paw type mm. situation right yeah. mm-hmm. so i do think that so we've seen john walker get his ass kicked once now mm-hmm. from the flag smashers I do think there's going to be a time where John Walker does not have the ability to be Captain America and he gets frustrated. And because he's not just a good man and that's not enough for him, he needs to be a Superman. I think he goes to the power broker, gets superpowers and becomes a bad person because Mm -hmm. he is still Captain America at this point in the show. But his title in, you know, the lore in the comics is U.S. agent. I think he's going to make a switch from Captain America to U.S. agent at some point mm-hmm. and maybe start some sort of, I don't know, 
So this is where it goes off the rails. This is the crazy part <laughs> of the theory. Yeah. The rest of this theory I think is pretty legit. Yeah. The crazy part of the theory is where maybe US agent starts to be like the Dark Avengers or, you know, like mm-hmm. the Thunderbolts, because Thunderbolt Ross is still out yeah. there. Um, I think, you know, and with Zemo still out there, even like the Thunderbolts mm-hmm. are still a possibility. Yeah. I think John Walker goes and gets superpowers at some point from the power broker to make up for his tiny dick syndrome. Um, <laughs> or or an alternate. Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> or an alternate scenario in that situation, Joel, could be like he gets fucked up really bad and he's like mm. forced to like take the serum yeah. somehow to like. Also true. Like, like yeah. kind of like an abomination kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I think mm-hmm. either way, he goes to the power broker for. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. There are the set photos of him in the sling. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about so that. So I think you're right. He could get pretty fucked up and then have to go to the power broker yeah. to get to get help. better. Yeah. Yeah. I'd make that, that mm-hmm. would make sense because it's like, hey, you know, fight fire with fire. If I'm fighting super soldiers, like, I'm going to have to be a super soldier myself. So. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they, uh, uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, then, uh, they go to it. I can't remember if the, if this, the second therapy session is, it's after they go to Baltimore and meet with Isaiah, right? Oh yeah. Cause he gets, he gets arrested. So yeah, yeah. uh, we have the, that scene with Isaiah is really great by the way. Um, mm-hmm. like obviously I, I think it's some of, uh, Anthony Mackie's best acting in the whole episode. Um, mm-hmm. just his reactions and his, his as he's learning about all these things, like I think it's just it's just really great uh, face acting for Mackie there. Um, <laughs> you know, he's in the Paul Bettany level of face acting there. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I really, really, really enjoyed that scene, and I'm curious yeah, like where it's gonna go in terms of how the plot threads like sort of yeah. you know, develop in this series. So, for people who don't know, Isaiah Bradley is Black Captain America mm-hmm. um, in the comics. He is a uh, a black man who has the super soldier serum and at one point uh, had the mantle of Captain America. So it was pretty interesting to see this scene where like he recognizes Bucky mm-hmm. and he basically is like, Hey man, I, I fucking whooped your ass. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. He tells this like story about how he was like when, I think it was when Bucky was still the winter soldier, right? Yes. Like a bad mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like, Everybody couldn't take you down and I ripped your fucking arm off. Yeah. He's like, and he like, see he, you got a new one. He damaged his yeah. arm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. Like it's, it's uncool. Cause we don't get to see the badass of Isaiah Bradley ripping off. Well. Fucking fucking arm. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's an interesting plot point to know. It's just more lore that there's yeah. been other super soldiers. Like, it's not mm-hmm. just Steve Rogers. They've yeah. been fucking around with this super soldier serum for a long time. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, it, like, again, everything there is great. I think, honestly, I would not be surprised if if they eventually flash back to, at some point, whether it's in this show or, like, a, another movie or whatever. Maybe yeah. I would not be surprised to see them explore that more literally cool. as opposed to just talking about it. Um, yeah. Then, obviously, we, they go outside and we have the scene with all the police and stuff. And I think this scene is just really tense. Um, and like you guys talked about, like hits on all those points of, you know, the racial injustice and all the things that are very much, you know, in the forefront of a lot of people's minds, at least in the United States, um, and you know, worldwide. Well, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But especially in the U.S., you know, because yeah. it seems to be such a a prominent issue here. Um, 
Yeah, it's super awkward that the cop has like no regard for who he is until he finds out that he's famous. Well, then it changes. Yeah, Yeah. of course. And it's like, oh, we're sorry, like for all the things. Like again, it's just the the way it plays is so truthful to like Mm -hmm. what the real life uh, scenario is with that. You know. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, so you basically Bradley like kicks them. Uh, Isaiah kicks them out, and uh, they. I have get... a feeling that's not the last time we're going to see no, him. No, I, no, I would not be not surprised either. And then uh, obviously uh, Bucky gets arrested, and then John Walker shows up at the, uh, at the oh, police station. He bails them out. Yeah, like, yeah. and he's, he's got like, a little shit eating smirk, mm-hmm. like you're welcome. And yeah, like, Fuck. exactly. And and not only that, I actually love the scene where they're driving in the car too, where it's the four of them and they're like trying to pick them up and stuff. I just, yeah. that, that scene is really fun. Um, but you know, I still think, have that... you ever jumped on a grenade? And he's like, yeah, I did. It's, but it's this whole thing with my helmet. Ah, it's a long story. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, that is one of my favorite scenes in the first cap. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, again, after that, we have another really interesting therapy scene. I think, the therapy scenes are perhaps some of the most interestingly directed scenes. It is. In yeah. Before we episodes. jump to that, I really do like how Bucky and uh, Falcon kind of do take a, like a stand against John Walker. And they're like, look, mm-hmm. man, like you guys are go- like, you're, you're the government. Mm-hmm. We're not. Yeah. So we're going to do it our way. Yeah. You do it. Like you have to totally. sign paperwork to mm-hmm. do what you do. Yeah. We're going to go do whatever the fuck we need to do to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. John Absolutely. Walker's kind of like, do we need to sign paperwork? He's like, what kind Probably, of shit is? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that actually happens after the scene here. Um, the, the, oh, it does. The, yeah, but that's okay. Gotcha. I mean, that's a really that's. I was going to touch on that too because that's a really great scene in terms of yeah. you know the setup of the 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 truck scene that I was just talking about, and then the payoff of well, fuck you, we're both going to just go do our separate things, and yeah. obviously it's not going to work out well for either of those guys. So. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, again, just the therapy scene, I think it's so hilarious how they have to get close together and it's like get closer and then they have to like do the leg lock thing. Like, are you guys doing a staring contest? It's it's really, (laughs) really funny, man. Like, it's just so entertaining, those scenes. But also the way that, you know, that it gets serious in terms of, you know, Bucky saying, like, why'd you give away the shield? And like, you know, uh, Falcon's basically like, I have my reasons. And it's a really interesting dynamic kind of going back to what we were talking about before in terms of the whiteness versus the blackness, you know, the, the different experiences mm-hmm. that those different races, like different pe- yeah. people of different races have, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think it's, I think it's really, it's really smart and it's also really moving in a lot of ways because it makes you think about certain responsibilities and certain uh, things or elements of someone's life that have to be handled differently because of the color yeah. of your skin. And like, yeah. obviously we know that, but to see that realized in a way that's like in the storytelling perspective, I think it's just really, really interesting, really smart, really dynamic. So. Yeah. I think it's really well handled when Bucky kind of tries to make it about him and he's like, mm-hmm. if you're not good enough, then I'm not good enough. And Sam's yeah. kind of like, bro, it's not about you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's about me. Yeah. And like, you like you wouldn't understand mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. exactly but i, I think, like that but i think bucky also has a point too and that's what makes the scene really interesting is like yeah he's like he's like questioning him like he's questioning himself as a man as like a a, a hero you know what i mean as a as a person like and it, it's this really interesting dynamic of like was everything that i am because of cap or am i right. something more am i an yeah. individual in that respect and and so that's where it becomes this really interesting dynamic of like, 
both guys are right. You know, ne- neither guy is not necessarily wrong, but it's just this 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 difference of you know how that is sort of portrayed and explored. So for sure, um, I, I really, really like when he calls him the White Panther, and he's yeah. like, it was, it was, it's yeah. the White Wolf. Uh, it's too good. Um, yeah, and then obviously, like we have them going, uh, going outside and talking to Walker and the guys, Which is and they they have their, what I was talking about. Yeah, earlier. their difference of ways, and then uh, I can't remember how they actually. Oh, that's right. They decide they're gonna go see the one person who might actually be able to help them. And that's of course, the, yeah, of course, it's, it's Baron Zemo. Zemo. Helmet Zemo. It's pretty um, cool because I, you know, and like, I feel like a lot of times when people were making theories about WandaVision and they were always wrong, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like um, a lot of people were like, well, how does Zemo get out for Falcon of the Winter Soldier? You know, and people were thinking like, well, with the blip, maybe he was blipped out and then the prison system and he just escaped. <laughs> but no, we're going to, I think we're going to see two good guys break Zemo out of jail. Mm-hmm. Like at the, wow. end, at the end of the show, he's still in some sort of, I don't know if yeah. it was like a max security prison or like mm-hmm. where he was, but he wasn't free. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. are we going to see two, like the two good guys need the bad guy? So are they going to break him out? It almost seemed like a mental hospital. Ooh. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So. And so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of questions to be answered and, you know, the other thing is like, how did the flag smashers play, play into all this with what yeah. is going to happen with Zemo? You know what I mean? Um, so I think there's definitely still a lot of unanswered questions, but, you know, I think that one of the, the, the biggest, uh, the biggest confirmations for me is like how much better these shows play at like six episodes, about 45 minutes, 50 minutes a piece, as opposed to WandaVision where it was like a little more shorter episodes and more spread out. Like, I just think mm-hmm. that format is working really well for the show. And I think that Marvel should definitely stick with that, which it seems like that's what they're doing. I yeah. Well. So, yeah. Do you remember what their reasoning was for going to get Zemo out? I'm sorry, I'm having kind of like a uh, brain it's, fart. It's, what it's, are be- they... it's because I think they're looking for this more info on the Flag Smashers. I can't remember specifically, but they're like, oh, he would basically like know, you know, what's going gotcha. on and, and who we need to. Um... Well, yeah, he hates all super powered beings, beings, right? So yeah. he would probably have yeah. Uh, a reason to go and fight them. Yeah, yeah. especially because um, they're super soldiers. So yeah, right. exactly. And yeah. my theory on this purple mask, the classic helmet Zemo mask, mm-hmm. maybe they break him out and he needs a mask so people don't know who he is. Because I, I, I yeah, maybe. It. I dig it. They break him out and he has to hide so he's so he so yeah. he puts the fucking mask I'm on. I'm just really loving yeah. that like Marvel doesn't feel the need to like shy too far away from like the kind of classic designs from the so comics good. you know especially yeah. with what they did in one division and here now we're getting a little bit closer to the classic looks of some of these characters and uh, yeah what i just remembered is when we were at comic-con and they revealed the zemo mask he came on the screen and he was talking to them like they were going to be like enemies in the show right he was like yeah i'm, I'm after you or whatever the fuck he said yeah. i forget um but it's like they're going to be teaming up it Apparently seems, you know. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, well, you know, there's got to be a, a misdirection. There's got to be a good double cross in there somewhere, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, Zemo gets out of jail and he does whatever the fuck. Yeah. And, and, and also, you have to remember that there was a bunch of rewrites because of everything shifting around with COVID and stuff. So oh, maybe sure. at the time of Comic-Con, that was the plan. But maybe... Yeah. Not so much anymore, you well, know? Well, see, the, the way I imagined it is that, like, you know, whatever happens in episode three, like, whether they're going to team up with him or kind of be, like, you know, like, 
uh, what do you call it? Like an uneasy alliance kind of thing where it's yeah. like we're doing mm-hmm. this because we have to, but we still don't like each other. I think that the, the point, uh, the midpoint of the series is basically going to be Zemo being like, I'm fucking coming after you guys or I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do, you know? So, yeah, I'm going to be there in Madripoor. They come in contact with Wolverine. What? I is mean, that what you just said? What? They're going to go to uh, they're going to go to uh, New Orleans, Joel. <laughs> Crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see, that's um, all I need to say is a city, and then <laughs> um, there, there were shots in the trailer for this show though, where they were they got in a fight in a bar in Madripoor with Zemo, mm-hmm. and there were scroll heads on the wall. So yeah. they are going to mm-hmm. tie this into some some way to Secret Invasion. I feel like oh, yeah. there's someone yeah. out there hunting scrolls, and they're gonna you know whether it's just a small Easter egg or not, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. We're getting that and, we're, we're we're getting that interconnectivity that we love that Zack Snyder has no idea <laughs> how to do. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get that. Yeah, and it's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it was cool to see fucking Zeems, old Zemi mm-hmm. boy at the end. Yeah, uh, Zeems. <laughs> well, Zeems, yeah, yeah. Old Zima. You know, like the liquor. Like the liquor, like the yeah. malt liquor, like the Smirnoff ice of the eighties, man. Old mm-hmm. Zemo over there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But point I guess point being and just to just circle back and close that conversation out, I think there's definitely room for them to work together and then Zemo to like turn on them and like be the bad guy for the second. Oh yeah, half he's gonna the use them, you know, for his for his ends and then mm-hmm. when his ends are meet met and yeah. he goes off and does whatever exactly and i kind of look at i almost see it as like kind of like a hannibal lecter type of situation where Mm -hmm. it's like he's gonna help you but he's also looking out for number one at the end of the day you know yeah Um, Mm -hmm. let's not be mistaken here guys john or wyatt russell was cast as u.s agent that was the press release that happened he is currently captain america Mm -hmm. at some point he's going to be a different character in this show so We'll Whether or not I'm the most right person that's ever existed and <laughs> going to be the Thunderbolts or not, say, we'll see. Whatever you say. Look, man, with Thunderbolt Ross still out there hoarding over those fucking Sokovia Accords and Baron Zemo <laughs> being, out of, being out of prison now, U.S. agent, Baron Zemo, Thunderbolt Ross, mm. just seems like such a fucking cock tease for the Thunderbolts, man. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it could be it could be a you know a, something they do down the line. Whether they do it in this show, I doubt it. But hey, oh yeah, you know. no, I'm not saying like the oh yeah fucking team up at the end of the show, but yeah. seems like that's the yeah. way. Let's just say we might see Wyatt Russell in another project. Down oh there. yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Well, uh, yeah, and then that was uh, that was pretty much the end of of that episode. The second episode is when we get the yeah, Zemo we reveal. Oh, Zemi boy, just all like emo mm-hmm. and fucking cock. Zemi boy, yeah. Zemi. Little does he, Zemi little does he know. Little Zemi. <laughs> yep, you heard it. You heard it too. <laughs> little does he know. Catchphrase. He's not gonna, not gonna be there for much longer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I mean, do you guys have any other? thoughts on this episode or either of the two episodes i feel like we've covered pretty much everything at this point yeah yeah i think just you know kind of like what we said at the beginning so- pretty solid mm-hmm. you know mcu yeah little little mini movies mm-hmm. uh yeah. when dom was like to see oh, i goes. have no hype for this show i was like the fuck is wrong? <laughs> yeah 
Well, I mean, to be fair, it's the it's the show's job to get you hyped, and I mean, for me, yeah, like the, and, for, after the first two episodes, like I'm ready for more. Like I'm itching for yeah. more of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So yeah, I mean, and I, and I got to say too, like I not that I had no hype for it, um, but I wasn't like, oh my god, give me Falcon and yeah. Winter Soldier, yeah. you know? Like See I kind of kind of feel the shield on the Hall H stage got me so fucking ready for this show joel's had like a boner for the last two years just like waiting. i almost yeah, said it I got me so fucking hard for this yeah. show <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were there we were there yeah. joel totally. um but yeah but no i and i agree with you taylor like after especially after the second episode definitely um you know hype to hype to see what happens mm-hmm. yeah i can't believe they dropped power broker name dude it's so co- it's so cool that they're <laughs> they're getting sticking, like really sticking pretty with close the to the comics man. man i like yeah. it a lot i like it a lot i'm mm-hmm. very excited to see how that plays out because yeah. it seems like the flag smashers have maybe stolen things from the power broker that's why they like yeah. are to, like leave the airport so quickly it seems like yeah. the power broker is out there dealing uh super soldier serum and they're like running it you know yeah so it's cool. Anyway, anyway, yep. we'll see you guys in two weeks after we watch the next two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, where can everybody find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Taylor Salen. Lauren, what about you? I am at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on the Instagrams and the clubhouse. Mm. And I am the LA nerd and I'm everywhere on the internet at that handle. I'm the LA nerd. I did just do a trailer reaction for the red band trailer for suicide squad uh go go check that out it's pretty it's a good look man it's a great trailer and to see me reacting positively to any dc property is rare so go get it while you can (laughs) and like i said if you want to know more about this john walker u.s agent motherfucker i also have a video about that on the internet that i made a long time ago when he was first announced as the character there is a little bit more to this lore than you have been given in the show. If you're a spoiler fiend and you want to know, go check it out. If you aren't, I completely understand that you want to, you know, save the surprises, but I do have the info. And if you want it, I got it. Um, <laughs> it's like Joel's got the secret key card to the, to the secret entrance. I'm the <laughs> the secret. I was just going to say that. Yeah, but it's you knowledge. The, you got the secret yeah. password to the speakeasy, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But until then, until next time, Later, nerds. Peace. Bye.